Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Watch the Film with us. <laughs> I'm Cheryl. And I'm Lara. And I'm Laura. <laughs> this is an exciting episode for a couple of reasons. We are doing a special episode on the Oscars, which is movie's biggest night. But also we have a special guest for the first time. Uh, I'll give a quick intro of Laura. She is our resident Oscars expert. Laura has been studying the Oscars for many years, and every year she aims to watch every single nomination. Uh, and this year, she was successful, which is pretty wild. How many movies were there this year? There were 56. It was a little bit of an undertaking. <laughs> when, when did you start watching them? Like, when did you start preparing? I think I'd seen about 10 of them before the nominations came out. I wasn't that dedicated this year, but then after the nominations came out, which was maybe almost three weeks ago now, I guess it was almost a month ago, I've seen 46. Damn. <laughs> so it's been a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful job that is, though. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Do you think you'll you'll keep doing this in the future, or do you need a break now? I think I need about, like, a one-month break from watching any films whatsoever, but... Um, We'll see how I feel next year. This is the first year I've actually managed to watch all of them. I think last year I watched all mm-hmm. but 13 or 14. Um, and yeah, I realized that the movies that I don't watch, I usually don't watch for a reason. Like, they're the ones that I don't <laughs> like as much. So yeah, saw, sat through a lot this year. You probably feel super prepared for your Oscars party this year. You're just like, I'm on it. I'm going to do so well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, because I always host, like, a decent-sized Oscar party, I feel like this is the first year, like, now I have to refocus my energy from watching the films to figuring out how to do, like, a virtual Oscars party. Mm. I'm ready for the challenge. I know that there is, like, a sheet. Mm. I don't know what it's called, but, like, I've already seen, I think you sent it to me, Laura, the, the form that you fill out. So people can still fill out their Oscar ballots. Yeah. Yeah, I think figuring out how to, like share a screen and then everybody watches one screen is probably like the best case mm. scenario but like definitely want to dress up and like make fun cocktails and just like drink them by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> over zoom anyway let's dive straight into it it's the end of the 2020 season the oscars has been delayed but we still got plenty of good movies this year what are our overall thoughts like what did we think of the movie season overall when i looked at the nominations usually i'm pretty disappointed like I always have hopes about certain films being nominated inevitably a lot of those don't get nominated but this year I was actually really happy looking through the nominations I I didn't think a lot of these movies would get nominations so it was a real relief to see them getting what they deserved Um, and I do wonder if maybe part of that was because I think it was a somewhat smaller like there was fewer movies coming out this year I think there was still a lot but somewhat fewer than normal and maybe in a different year, there would have been more competition. So movies like Sound of Metal or Minari, maybe they wouldn't have gotten the spotlight that they had this year. That's kind of hard to say, but I was glad that those two in particular did get nominated. Yeah, I mean, I think there just weren't as many movies available. Like, I know a lot of them got postponed. While there were a lot of really great movies that were nominated this year, I think in some categories, it sort of felt like, oh, this was every single movie that came out this year. <laughs> there was not necessarily <laughs> a lot of competition. I think in animated film, for sure, I was like, oh, watching through all of them, you know, this must be just every single movie that came out this year. Yeah. That being said, I think I still enjoyed watching the films of 2020, even though there may not have been as many as there would be in a usual year. I also thought that it was 
it felt like it's been so long since the last Oscars and it's only like an additional two months like that it doesn't feel like it's just an additional two months it feels like some of the movies came out like ages ago I'm I'm thinking like collective I probably watched that in 2019 and it feels like oh why is it still here not that film is ever like old news but there are films that you feel like are more current than other ones definitely I think we saw a collective together at TIFF 2019 and part of that is distribution right like it must have just gotten distributed or, or picked up in the past year mm-hmm. so but yeah that was kind of weird like there was a couple movies that I was like oh I saw this a while ago or oh I thought that this came out a long time ago And also, I think that maybe part of the reason that it seems like it's been such a long year was that the Oscars last year was in February, right? So it was before COVID even happened. And now Mm -hmm. it feels like we've been in COVID for so long that it's hard to think that the previous Oscars weren't even in the time of COVID, you know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see for next year's Oscars if they decide to bring it back to being in February. Like, that's Mm -hmm. only going to be, I guess, 10 months of films. So maybe they'll restrict the categories even further than they have this year or maybe you know things might improve a little bit and they'll be able to start putting out more movies so I guess Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah because it also means like right now it's hard for movies to film Mm -hmm. like it's there's so many restrictions on production so there might still be like a smaller slate of competition next year because of that yeah or if, if you can imagine all of the ones that were delayed, like Dune, mm-hmm. they all come out at the same time. And then it would just be like so competitive next year within such a short right. amount of time. I think like I would have a blast, of course, but at the same time, I would feel kind of overwhelmed. I wouldn't know what to choose. If I had to like vote, definitely wouldn't be able to vote if so many great films were coming out. <laughs> nice problem to have. So back to this year. What do we think of the Oscar nominations this year? Are there any films that are surprising or films that we think they missed? I feel like I get personally offended by a lot of the nominations you always when they say don't that, go my way. Especially for like the sound. <laughs> I do. Or the music categories. You I always it, say that. I take it so personally. <laughs> I mean, everyone feels like their opinion is the right opinion, right? Like they're not subjective, they're objective. And I definitely feel that way so I I probably shouldn't go first someone else go first about what they're angry about (laughs) the snubs were I mean I can go I wasn't angry per se I mean every year I just expect that the Oscar nominations are going to disappoint me to some extent that's just like part of it (laughs) that's a good way to go but um in terms of what made the list that I was surprised about well Borat is just really not my type of film like I watched (laughs) it and I was just horrified the entire time (laughs) Yeah. The fact that it was nominated, I mean, first it was nominated for Golden Globe Best Comedy, I think is the category. And I was like, okay, fair enough. But then when it was nominated for any Oscars, and I believe it's nominated for two, I was just shocked. But anyway. And then Pinocchio. This is truly one of the worst movies I've seen in my entire life. And like, I don't even, I don't even think that's like a subjective opinion. Like, it's genuinely awful. It's so creepy. It's so weird. And it was nominated in two categories. So I think what I've realized is that, like, I think I've always just assumed that an Oscar-nominated film is going to be, like, an amazing film. Like, the, mm. the whole film will be good. But what I've realized is that if it's nominated for a category, like, it might be terrible overall. But, like, in that one category, it was, like, one of the best. Well, remember, Suicide Squad has an Oscar nomination. Really? I, it's probably, like, makeup or something. Mm. But I feel like... <laughs> 
since then that made me really rethink the Oscars. I'm like, this movie got probably like 20% on Rotten Tomatoes or something, and it's Oscar nominated. Like, do where's the bar? Yeah, like <laughs> Pinocchio, like if people still use DVDs, like I'm just picturing the DVD and it can say on the front, like uh, nominated for two Oscars. <laughs> and like, that's just really going to mislead a lot of people. But anyway, um, <laughs> and then in terms of snubs, I think the documentary category this year, just in my opinion, was not that great. And there were actually a lot of good documentaries this year. So, Mm -hmm. particularly The New Corporation, that was my favorite movie of 2020. Amazing film. It's basically about how corporate social responsibility, which is the field that I work in, is, like, all a lie. So, I love being attacked by films, and I really enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, P.S. Laura doesn't actually work in film. She just happens to know everything (laughs) about them. (laughs) The side hustle. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I had mentioned New Corporation a couple of episodes because it is one of my favorite movies, and I think Laura and I both saw it at TIFF last year, so I definitely agree that that was snubbed, and I agree that I was not happy at all with the documentary category this year. I feel like documentaries is one of the categories that I care about the most, and I didn't even watch all of the docs because they didn't all interest me, which is weird. Wow, like that's, I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and it was the year that the most documentaries were eligible as well. I think it was something like 200 and 19 or something documentaries were eligible and they end up with these five that very disappointing let me down Mm. yes honestly the other big surprise i have is just like the sheer amount of movies that are there because to me it although we did get great movies in 2020 i a lot of them like i didn't really consider as oscar worthy even especially when films are released on online or netflix or amazon I don't always get that kind of rush of, oh, this is something so exciting that I'm going to the theaters and I'm going to watch something and it's going to be potentially an Oscar-nominated film. Like, I think there is still that kind of hesitation that I have. That That's my own perception, for sure, where when it's straight digitally, I'm not as, like, excited about. So it's, like, kind of this weird surprise of, oh, these are all the films. And then I would be thinking, oh, why Why is that there? I didn't think that that would be on this list. Yeah, it's it's funny. I feel very close to the music categories, and I thought it was kind of funny, some of the, some of the things that were nominated. Uh, so Eurovision, which <laughs> came out this year, Will Ferrell movie, exactly what you would expect of a Will Ferrell movie, but it actually had some pretty fun music. And, like, <laughs> the fact that, Laura, as you said before, like, that this movie is going to get to say that it was Oscar nominated is kind of funny. But I, I did really enjoy that song. At the same time, I don't really know if I want that movie to have won an Oscar, even if I really enjoy the song. So I don't know how I feel about that, that category. Um, and Tenet was one of my favorite scores to come out in recent years, and it didn't even get a nomination, which uh, really hurt my soul. I'll leave it but at then, that. notably, Soul did get nominated in the score category. <laughs> you said it hurt. <laughs> True, and but that it hurt my soul more because Soul, the people who did the music for Soul, are my least favorite composers, and they got two nominations this year. <laughs> I really, I really don't like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, so I'm salty about that category. Yeah, I I looked at this best score category, and I didn't remember any of those scores, whereas. Like, I know I'm not mm. as obsessed as uh, you are with Tenet, but it did have a very good score, so I was pretty surprised that it wasn't nominated. 
And I didn't watch Nomadland, but Laura, you had mentioned that the Nomadland score yeah. is really interesting. And I've been listening to it so much the past couple weeks. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd never heard of the composer. He's this random Italian man. But it's 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 lovely. And I feel like, even though I haven't seen the movie, it really evokes this feeling of, like, tension and sadness and loneliness. So I was sad that that wasn't nominated either. Yeah, yeah. Nomadland, as much as I didn't love love it it had really good pieces so i think it should win best score even though it wasn't even nominated best cinematography (laughs) as well i think Mm. like it Mm. was pretty stunning yeah well let's do a quick lightning round just to end things off i'll say the category and then first off we say what we think will win based off of what we hear in the industry but then after that we'll say what we want to win yeah, I think that personally, mine, for most of these, I have like, <laughs> they're, they're two very different opinions of what I think will win and what I want to win. Okay, so first category, best animated. Soul. <laughs> Should we just yell it out? Soul. <laughs> Soul. Yeah. Soul. I think we're, we, we are all of the same opinion here. And I want Soul to win. Soul's great. Yeah, I, I feel Soul or Onward. Onward was also yeah. a pretty heartwarming film. Like, they sort of equally warmed my heart, which is all I look for in an animated film. That's <laughs> all you look for? Yeah. <laughs> Best actor, go. I think Chadwick Boseman will win. Yeah, can't argue with you yep. there. Chadwick Boseman, for sure. Who do you want to win? Riz Ahmed is my first choice. Yeah, I felt the best performance was Riz Ahmed, but um, I understand why Chadwick Boseman will win, and I think it's important that he does this year. Yeah. Because Riz has many more chances in his lifetime to win an Oscar. Uh, sadly, Chadwick Boseman does not. He's probably going to win for something like not even good, like when Leo DiCaprio won for The Revenant, but it's fine. I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. That kind of like breaks my heart a little. Um, I think Steven Yeun, because I haven't seen Sound of Metal, I really want to watch Sound of Metal. Hopefully, um, I might watch it in theaters when things open up in May 17th. In the UK. That's so exciting. I'm very They haven't committed, but hopefully. And then, like, flash forward to May 17th. Nope, still here. Mm -hmm. Still haven't watched it. (laughs) Best actress. Who do you think will win? Viola Viola Davis. Davis. Carrie Mulligan. I don't have strong opinions about this one. I think you two do. (laughs) I don't have strong opinions either. I I think that Carrie Mulligan will win, and I do want Carrie Mulligan to win. Well, maybe her performance wasn't necessarily the best of all of the the nominations in the Best Actress category. I think the film is so important, and I think we should be recognizing that. So, yeah. I think Viola Davis will win because she won in SAG, and I think SAG Awards do predict what Oscars are like. So I think Viola Davis will win for that. But I think I agree. I want Carrie Mulligan to win because I think she really pushed herself in that role. And like other people push themselves too, of course, but I think for her specifically in that role, she pushed herself. Yeah. And there was actually, I think shortly after the movie came out, there was an article that was essentially like, should Carrie Mulligan, it was this male uh, journalist writing about should Carrie Mulligan have been the one playing this role and like asking all of these questions and it essentially she responded to the article basically saying like are you saying that I'm not hot enough to be in this role so anyways I just like what? think she's a boss now and I'm like go Carrie Mulligan what you should a win response. this response yeah. yeah what yeah. a response so wild card alert wild card 
Best live action short. I was just following Laura with this one, so. <laughs> I was kind of as well. <laughs> so I did see all of them, and even though The Letter Room was not my favorite, I do think it was objectively the best of the live action shorts. Um, so that's what I predicted, but I want Two Distant Strangers to win, partly because I listened to this podcast called Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay, who was a former bachelorette, and Van Lathan. I don't actually know what else he does, but he was one of the executive producers on this short film. Um, so it was the first one I watched. It's essentially about this black guy who keeps waking up each day and is essentially attacked by a police officer. And he keeps every single day, like the day just keeps repeating. And he keeps trying to do something different each time he wakes up so that like he won't get killed by this police officer and nothing he does changes anything. And it was just like a pretty harsh kind of reality for, for being a black person. That's interesting. One of the other, um, the only one that I've seen in this category, I haven't seen too many of the shorts, it was also about, like, kind of police violence, right? White eye. So that's interesting. We're seeing definite theme there. Yeah. I, I found this year the all of the films across all of the categories were a lot more, like, woke, I guess you would say. Mm. Um, especially in the documentary shorts. I, I learned a lot. And so lastly, how about Best Picture? Well, Cheryl, you're the one who has the who has the hot take, so <laughs> I think it's you should defend really your choice. Take, though. Mm. Okay, you say well, you say yours first, then. Well, I think Nomadland. I also think Nomadland, and I think the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Not because I haven't seen Nomadland. It's true I haven't seen Nomadland, <laughs> but but it's because of the SAG Awards again, and again they like somewhat predict the Oscars, and I kind of feel like with the Trial of the Chicago Seven. It's going to be almost like a green book win where it's not a difficult film to watch. It's from like a reputable director, writer, Aaron Sorkin, etc. Well loved. I don't necessarily know if it should win, but it definitely wouldn't surprise me if it won. I think you're right that it is like Oscar fodder. It is what the Oscars usually go for in Nomadland. Well, critics obviously love it. It is a bit different from what usually wins mm -hmm. but i'm sticking with nomadland as my guess what do you want to win though well i want sound of metal to win yes sound of metal was my favorite of all of the best picture nominations but i want promising young woman to win i don't think i don't think this is any spoilers but just the fact that like the protagonist goes to bars and pretends to be drunk and then guys will take advantage of that and bring her home and then she basically like tells them that she's actually sober and then they're just totally traumatized and hopefully we'll never do it again i don't know i just thought wow like good for her it, it, it just really warmed my heart honestly um <laughs> like it's sad that she has to do that but like she's probably making a lot of changes so anyway mm -hmm. i think with the me too movement and everything i would love to see it win i don't think that it will but that would be fantastic if it did I think I'd be happy if Promising Young Woman won as well, because I also really enjoyed it. But I also just want to talk about a film that we haven't really talked much about this entire episode, which is Minari. Such a, such a great story of the American dream from like an immigrant, like a perspective that you wouldn't have necessarily seen all the time through lots of like film history and film in general. And so I just, I just thought that it was such a 
well shot. The, I really liked the way that it was shot. It was beautiful. And just the relationships and the little touches. It was like mostly delicate the way that they handled, I think, everything about the film. Hmm. Well, that's our thoughts on some categories and also just like the 2020 film season overall. Any concluding thoughts that you do have? Well, I just wanted to throw in um, what documentary I want to win because I don't think I said that. But I liked Crip Camp the best, which really surprised me. I thought I was going to be rooting for time, but Crip Camp I actually thought was a lot stronger. Yeah, it was a great film. I will say that I would love to see either a documentary or an animated film being nominated for Best Picture to sort of disrupt things a little bit. I like it when we have other categories. Like, for example, last year, Parasite was nominated for Best Picture and it won, despite being a foreign film. Mm -hmm. So it's really neat when we see other categories sort of making their way into the Best Picture. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, And even more exciting when they win. I think Parasite is like the best film that's ever been nominated for any oscar except for lord of the rings and i know on one of your last episodes you trashed it so i'm still pretty offended but that's okay <laughs> uh, well no as long as it's the musical as long as it's the musical <laughs> i don't think the musical's good the, lord of the rings is one of those <laughs> films that like strikes me as strange that it's oscar nominated and oscar winning i think maybe part of that is because like it's a franchise and we don't usually see franchises at the Oscars, mm. but that's just weird to me. I'm also salty about that because Harry Potter never won any Oscars. But I think Lord of the Rings, just like to be a best picture, like everything about the film has to be like top of its class. And I think for Lord of the Rings, it, maybe not the acting, but like everything else is top of its class. So therefore, best picture. I mean, I never finished it. Yes, but well. Oh, leave that there. <laughs> well, for all those people out there who think that Lord of the Rings was well. Um, suited to the Best Picture category. Give us a shout out, rate and review if you liked our conversation, want to hear more from our guests. We'll definitely, we had a great time chatting with Laura, so we'll invite her back in some other time about some other topic. Yeah, I'm so honored. Thank you for having me. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts about our predictions, and we also highly encourage you to watch the Oscars and sort of get caught up with some of the films this year. I did find it personally a bit easier than usual to watch a lot of these films. I feel like there's more and more going on uh, streaming platforms now, so getting caught up on the Oscars films is in some ways more accessible than ever. Well, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.